The following podcast contains assloads of spoilers. We here at Two Nerdskis in a Podcast are firm believers in preserving all the surprises of a genuine film viewing experience. And Bruce Willis was a ghost the whole time. Alright, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Oh my god, I smell shenanigan! I have no idea what's going on, but I am excited! Yeah, baby, yeah! Ever dance with the devil in the pale Inconceivable! Cowabunga! I thought this was a party! It's two Nerdskis and a podcast. With Eric and Jeff. Combat begins again. Welcome to Two Nerdskis in a Podcast, everybody. It's the one show where two Nerdskis come together and talk about everything pop culture and entertainment. Of course, I'm one of your Nerdskis. This is Eric. Howdy, motherfucking ho. This is Jeff. And welcome, everyone, to this lovely day, whatever it is, whenever you're listening to it. But um, it's been a moment since me and Jeff have recorded. Uh, we always pre-record every single one of our episodes ahead of time, so... Um, we didn't record for the past two weeks, so every time you hear an episode, it's probably because we pre-recorded it, so we do apologize, but it's not quite <laughs> up, uh, if all of our references are updated just because things happen after we re-record them or whatnot. But anyways, uh, Jeff, good to hear your voice again. I assume all is well with you. All is hunky-dory, man. How about yourself? Not too bad, and I am uh, I have to say, before we started this uh this one I was like um, listening to. I was watching this episode of Creep Show. So, by the way, Jeff, thank you for the hookup to Shutter. By the way, Hutter, oh, Shutter, Shutter, a good uh, little um, horror experience to experience. That was redundant, but anyways, if you don't know, Shutter is this great uh, streaming service that's exclusively all horror based, and so there is the revival of Creep Show on there. And he wanted me to check out this one episode and. This one episode was basically, um, I don't know where to start with this one. I'll keep this brief. Essentially, they they rip off Evil Dead and they place it in a PBS-like studio. Yeah, pretty much. They uh, they make it as Evil Dead as possible without directly being Evil Dead. Uh, pretty Probably like with whatever they could get away with without being sued. Mm-hmm. But it's, and for what how they do it, it's pretty great. And I love how, I love how the, um, the Bob Ross character is very much. Oh my! Very much God, like. That was fantastic. I'm going to beat the devil out of you. <laughs> that was um, great. And by the way, if uh, for anyone who has Shutter and has not watched the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs, shame on you. Go watch Joe Bob. Um, I haven't seen. I, I I've heard of Joe Bob Briggs. I never watched an episode. Or Joe so, Bob but, uh, is a national treasure. He gives such great insight it definitely check out his uh uh the episode where they talk about uh, texas chainsaw massacre the amount of uh because i think he i believe that's his favorite horror movie of all time and he mm-hmm. gives such uh such informative background and context of, around the movie that you know I've, I've seen quite a few documentaries on it and he's bringing stuff up you know down to the most minute detail that i would have never even thought of uh, to, to even look into so his knowledge on horror and all the character actors associated with the genre it's it's so extensive and he he's a blast to listen to 
Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I really like, um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, what Jeff says. Um, cause I've, I've heard, I've seen a few clips of Joe Bob Briggs, but I've never really got fully invested in him. I'm sure, um, at some point I'll check out some of the stuff here, but, um, yeah, I actually, uh, I actually met him at a, at a, a horror convention, uh, oh, did you? a couple of years ago. And, Turns out he is from the same Texas town as me, so I take mighty pride in that. You wish you were in Texas? Uh, yeah, yeah, especially, <laughs> especially right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay, so today um, it is our second uh, real big release that has come out um, in terms of uh, theatrical stuff, but yeah, anyways. You, you guys remember those? Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, today we can we finish off our Mortal Kombat retrospect with the new Mortal Kombat uh, yes. released just a couple, maybe a week or two ago as of this recording. So it's um, it's been out for quite a while. Um, we're going to start off with uh, our non-spoiler thoughts and then we're going to go straight into our spoiler thoughts from there. So if you haven't seen the movie, go ahead and check it out. Um, it is on HBO Max. It's going to be there till at least the end of um may i believe so yeah give it a shot when you get a chance or if you want uh be safe if you feel safe enough go and watch it in theaters um actually it'd be cool to see it's actually pretty cool to see in theaters i'm glad i instead of seeing it straight on hbo max i went straight to the theaters first yeah i was actually planning on seeing seeing it in theaters but right uh so there's a there's a theater right up the street from from where i work and i i had i had my uh I had, I had everything planned out, and then the moment I started to order the tickets, it was sold out till like the eight p.m. showing, and I, I wasn't gonna wait like four hours, so I just said fuck it, and I that kind of sucks I, actually. I ended up watching it on HBO Max. Yeah, mine was kind of a last minute um, thing. I, I wasn't planning on seeing it in theaters, but I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing this, so I got a last minute ticket in a good spot, and then um, I'm glad I watched it in theaters because. Uh, the experience was pretty great. I en- I enjoyed it. Um, as for the movie itself, um, now we have some things to say. Uh, I'll put it that much. But essentially, essentially how this plot goes is um, basically, if you remember us talking about the first Mortal Kombat movie, um, as you know, Outworld has won nine consecutive uh, Mortal Kombat tournaments. They are out. They are going to go and win the tenth one, or they're trying to win the 10th one. So they decide in this version, they're going to defy the elder gods and try and kill off, kill off um, earth realms champions before the tournament even begins. And so um, Cole young, who is this washed up MMA fighter discovers that he has a secret family legacy that he has to uh, take up and he's going to be off to go train and prepare for the mortal Kombat tournament. So, um, and there's a whole bunch of characters, of course, and violence galore. And they let me I'll put it this way. They take advantage of that R rating. They they certainly do. Um, but uh, overall, I'm going to. So I want to start with Jeff because Jeff is Jeff, as you said, in the first Mortal Kombat movie review, you were like you you had a basic understanding of Mortal Kombat. Yes. So I and I know you really enjoyed the first Mortal Kombat movie. The less said about annihilation, the better. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, you have not told me your thoughts about it. So, Jeff, I have not. Uh, so, 
So without spoiling anything just yet, overall, how did you feel about this new reboot? I didn't like it. I, uh, uh, I mean, my expectations were not through the roof, but uh, I, I will say the first 10 minutes fucking great. I, it, uh, it hooked me right away. I thought, okay, this, I, I think this will be like the way this is starting out. This has the potential to be one of the most kick-ass video game movies ever. And it gradually just went downhill. Uh, I, I would say it, it has Godzilla 2014 syndrome. Very strong opening, but then you focus on the wrong damn character and the protagonist is a bore fest. Uh, yeah, this Cole Young guy, I don't think he's even from the game, so I... Hold he on. was made specifically for the movie. Yeah, he's, so, yeah, he's supposed I mean, to serve the, as the audience's. So I mean, like, if you're introduction, if you're when you have such an extensive back catalog of characters like Mortal Kombat, I don't know why you pull this random character out of your ass. And if you're going to do that, you don't even make him interesting. I mean, at, at this point, just, just make him fucking Johnny Cage. Uh, yeah, I I would say this movie is inconsistent. Uh, to say the least, it uh, when it gets things right, it it does a pretty damn good job. Uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes the fight scenes are very well filmed and edited, uh, decently choreographed. But then, uh, but then later on, it uh, the editing becomes really choppy, and it uh, it was just all over the place. And uh, like I just said, there's there's not a lot of consistency throughout and uh some characters i thought were amazing i fucking loved kano kano's my spirit animal <laughs> everyone um, says that everyone has said that that kano is basically the best probably the best character in the entire movie oh I, he he absolutely is every moment that he's on screen uh i'm laughing my ass off this dude's hilarious um I guess uh, I mean like I mean other characters like uh uh like Liu Kang and uh you know Sonya and, and all all the standard uh or like the the classic Mortal Kombat lineup characters uh for the most part they're okay but I just feel they're not given much to work with at all uh but I I will say uh I uh, cuz I know uh uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero are the most uh, popular characters, and I'm not familiar with uh, with the backstories on them, so I I can't vouch for how accurate of a representation they are. But I will say, uh, you know, they were definitely the highlight. Uh, I liked their uh, I was in I was engaged by their rivalry. I I just wish there was more of them because uh, they I were, do agree with that. They were the only characters that I actually had investment in and i'm not going into a mortal Kombat movie with insane insanely high expectations in the character department like uh, but at the same time i would just at least give me the bare minimum of giving a shit and i would i would say it was like uh like 40 percent of the characters i cared and the rest no not really 
Um, I really had to think about it and yeah, honestly, it, uh, it made very few improvements from the 95 movie. Uh, I will say, uh, the 95 movie is not a good movie. It's a, it's an entertaining, stupid movie, but at least, at least like when that, when the end credits of that movie roll, I, I have a big dopey smile on my face and I felt like I had a good time, (laughs) but uh, with this one, I feel like it's the look and vibe of the movie is where it should be. It just needs better writers and it needs a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. So it's, I would say the groundwork is there, uh, but I don't know. Like apparently this movie is doing decently well financially. So, uh, so I'm assuming there's going to be a sequel. So I, uh, I don't know. I I don't. I mean, is it is the spoiler to to say that there's no actual tournament? Not really, because it's pretty it's pretty much established. Yeah, that there uh, really the, is the a tournament. The fact that like I get what they're trying to do, you know, like first movie uh, setup and second movie tournament and third movie aftermath. Like I I get it, but I don't like that. I feel like I was kind of because I was. I was waiting for the tournament to happen, but I, I don't know. I, I don't like, uh, you know, being half entertained by, uh, half entertained by, by a movie like this. And then, uh, with the promise of the movie that I actually want to see in the next one, like, mm-hmm. it, it's like, okay, well then why give me this boring filler movie? Like, give me the shit that I want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, again, I'm not in. I'm not as well versed in the Mortal Kombat lore, so apparently fans are being a lot more positively receptive to it. So, uh, I guess there's just something I'm missing. But I'll stop rambling. What did you think? Okay, so for me, here's how I'm, here's how I would approach it. As a longtime action, as a longtime action genre fan. As a dumb, schlocky action movie that has a lot of martial arts and violence in it, fuck yeah, I'm in. However, as a Mortal Kombat fan, that's where some of my criticisms come in. And for the most part, I agree with Jeff on every point he has mentioned. Yes, a lot of the fights don't... A lot. There are good fights, but some of the fights are so weirdly edited and chopped up i'm like isn't this supposed to be a mortal Kombat movie isn't that the fucking point um everyone does well with their performances for the most part some more than others i think that not only is kano one of the best characters in the movie sub-zero has a really great horror film element to him like he's legit scary and creepy and like he is a very no pun intended chilling villain um scorpion he's not in this movie very much but god damn it when he's on screen um he is a delight and i'm so glad that sub-zero and scorpion were done right this time around i just wish that like jeff yes i wish we saw more um i do agree that i do find that lewis tan is a good actor he's a phenomenal martial artist i've seen him in um a bunch of stuff i saw him in season one of iron fist he had a great fight scene in that show um, he was into the Badlands, which was on AMC. Um, 
And I, I didn't see that, but I heard he was pretty good. Definitely saw him on Netflix's Wu Assassins with Eco Away from the Raid and uh, fucking great on that show, too. So Louis Tan is good. It's just he's he's he deserves a better movie with a better, stronger script, because, I mean, obviously this movie, its script is what it is. It's not it's not meant to be like thought provoking or anything like that. It's meant to deliver on all the violence and the gore. My biggest criticism is actually it's R rating. Um, for someone who loves the lore and story of Mortal Kombat, um, that's actually, besides, I mean, we love the violence and we love the fatality element of Mortal Kombat, but what also made it great was its characters and its story and its and the lore it created. They really kind of sacrificed the lore and the story for the violence and the gore. Is it and just when... me or, or sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to ask, like, I mean, I don't know if I'm just desensitized by seeing a lot of uh, horror movies over the years, but the violence felt kind of weak. I mean, a little like, tame. Like there was a, there was a couple, uh, uh, there, there were a couple definite standouts, uh, but overall, like, you know, when you have a, when I picture a Mortal Kombat movie, you with, want it to be as gruesome as possible. I mean, you want it to like I, I want it to be. I want it to be over the top. I want it to be. Uh, I want it to be creative. Uh, and honestly, like I mean, even the kill that stands out most to me, like I I saw that exact kill in the movie Freaky with uh, with Vince Vaughn like a few months ago. So it, it I'm it, sure we it, can get into that in spoilers. Yeah, no, yeah, we definitely will. Like so, I so even the kills that's stood out to me like they weren't original and mm. you know the the games are uh you know every game has you know at least one memorable fatality and and i i don't know if if certain moves because i don't have them all memorized so i don't know if certain moves are ripped straight from the game i'm assuming a couple are but i can tell you for a fact that there's quite a few that are ripped straight from the game okay yeah but in terms of the in terms of the fatalities, uh, it's it felt I don't know it, it felt so restrained. And if this movie does get a sequel, then I'm they have to amp it up. They have they, to. Amp they it really up. do. And and again, like and that that ties back to my previous complaint to where I I feel like I I have to get through this very mediocre kind of boring movie to, just to see the movie that. I thought I was getting mm -hmm. and I mean like I will say like one thing that I I thought was really cool to see uh, and that and I actually started up uh, I would say the only moment that I really had a a big dumb smirk on my face was when uh was seeing Sub-Zero in a city environment and him starting oh, to unleash some that was a good scene uh seeing uh, it's in the trailer it's not a spoiler Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But it's a good scene, nonetheless. Yeah, no, like it. Like I thought that was a, I thought that was a decent scene, and just seeing the powers unleashed in, in, in a mundane environment, like oh, that's kind of cool to see. Like I, like I, didn't expect it to to really go there, but ah, you know what? I'll take what I can get. I'll say this: it's there are plenty of good things throughout for me that I found plenty of moments in there throughout the movie that I found good. It's just that. I would say about, 
I think close to what you were saying, Jeff, about 40% of this movie is good. And then the other 60%, not so much. So I would say, I would say in all honesty, the mortal, the original 1995 movie is actually better. Yeah. Um, And, and we can go deep into more of that into spoilers, but I will say the biggest, the biggest question is, is it worse than Annihilation? Oh, and God. for that, I and yes, exactly. No, we no, Mortal Mortal Kombat Annihilation is a broken movie on every fundamental level. There is pretty much not a single positive thing, <laughs> unless it's unironic or, mm-hmm. or or in a I mean in a completely ironic scenario. Other than that, I mean it's entertaining as hell, but it's a god awful movie. This and at least here they're at least trying to give a shit. No, exactly, and and I think, I mean, because I had pretty, I I had kind of middling expectations because I mean I have no idea who this director was. Uh, according to IMDb, he this was his first. This is his debut. Yeah, well, I mean, this is his first credit on anything. Uh, or yeah, actually, I have it uh, pulled up right here. Uh, yeah, all I see is that he directed a short film in 2014 but and he was a and producer and director on this uh he like he wasn't even a production assistant on other projects so i don't know where the hell this guy came from or how he got involved in this project let alone to be a producer director and i think a uh, part of the writing team but in terms of a debut it's it's an okay effort and like i said the vision is there and it looks like that they uh, that they cared about the source material. It's it's just all in the execution, and I don't know. I feel like that I've seen I've seen better fan films in uh, over over the years. Uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but there. So bef- obviously, long before this movie came out, there was a there was a TV. There was like a web series called Mortal Kombat Legacy, which kind of which was created around the time that the that Mortal Kombat 9 came out in 2011 and so So was that um, was that a fan thing or was that official because I've seen it that It was on, kind of I've seen it's that on Blu-ray kind of official like, like, like officially yeah I've seen it officially released on Blu-ray and everything So It's I, kind of official it was made by I think like Machinima helped produced it with permission from uh I think I don't know if it was Warner Brothers at the time or at least uh NetherRealm Studios or but um high production in there um you had some great notable characters i mean jerry ryan uh who plays who, who everyone knows as uh oh god what, seven of nine from uh from star trek uh voyager played sonya blade the great michael jai white the greatest one of the greatest badasses in all of action cinema uh played uh jacks uh the late darren Shavali played um kano and he was a great delight um and they did do like a second season that was left on a cliffhanger and it was never re-picked up but um so i actually i actually heard that they filmed they filmed the third season but they they just never released it so which is odd yeah i'm surprised why they never did so so the the footage is is out there they just they just just never came out Mm -hmm. but but it it, it attempt but it was actually the closest thing to uh, a good live action adaptation of Mortal Kombat. I'm not saying that uh, this movie and 
and uh, Mortal Kombat 1995 aren't bad. It's just, you know, sometimes it really shows that when you really put fans behind it, like they can do some pretty great things. Like, for example, I'm not like the biggest Street Fighter fan, but the street the web series street fighter assassin's fist that came out on youtube like when i was in high school i would say 2011 2012 that's fucking amazing um if you can find it anywhere check it out i remember i used to be able to watch it for free on youtube but they've since like taken it down or whatnot so you have to find it on like dvd or blu-ray in order to watch it um or you can try and try and find it through i will say the uh, the greatest the greatest video game fan film ever made the uncharted one with nathan fillion that is pretty fucking great i'm glad i'm glad that movie w- that exists because uh, yeah um, exactly even if, even if the new uncharted film actually turns out to be pretty good we can still probably we can still re- fall back on the other one because yeah, i'm pretty even, sure a lot of people wanted that one to yeah be even even if on. it's a big pile of shit which i in the back of my mind i feel like that's probably what it's going to be then it's then I can at least kick back and think, well, at least at least Nathan Fillion played Nathan Drake on screen, mm-hmm. even for 10 minutes. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to Uncharted another time. Uh, but uh, should we just dive into spoilers? Well, one thing I wanted to point real quick is, um, and we can, this could be a good segue into spoilers too, but um, overall, I think overall it's, it's pretty mixed for both of us. Jeff isn't a big fan. I, I do... Overall, I like it, but I really wanted to love it. Um, and I, so I will probably never watch it again unless I'm like if they make a sequel, then then I'll, you know, I'll rewatch it in preparation for that. But or you can just watch the fight scenes on YouTube. I'll watch the first 10 minutes and probably like best of Kano. Well, violations. Well, I'd rather. Well, there's there are two good fight scenes in this movie um besides the first well okay we'll we'll get into that but um so yeah let's just segue into spoilers so if anyone who hasn't seen the movie yet please watch actually i do actually do recommend you do watch it um just in watch, theaters I, I was, or on hbo max just go watch the 95 movie <laughs> oh come on dude i'm giving people i'm giving people a chance here come on but anyway so what i wanted to discuss actually um, which was meant to be non-spoilers, but I wanted to mention real quickly, since you were going off on the fatalities, I was, I was thinking like, they're really, except for like maybe a couple fatalities, they're only like two, there isn't real, there isn't really a lot of proper buildup for the fatalities. No. Except for two, except for two. Um, all the fatalities are just, hey, check it out. Bam. Violence galore. Fatality. Uh, and that's another that's another problem too is that like they'll just say random lines from the games. Yeah, which, which I, I, I was I was kind of expecting that. Mm-hmm. But so um, the first ten minutes. So it, obviously it's it's online, so it's not really a spoiler. But um, I love I love seeing it's actually it's actually they do the story justice in a bit in a way where in the sense of like. Yes, Hanzo Asashi and his family were both killed. We're all killed by Bihan, aka the first Sub Zero. Um, the fight alone in that was great. Seeing yes. uh, Hanzo Asashi killing all the Lin Kuei assassins, utilizing the Garden Tool, the Kunai knife into his throwing spear was great. And uh, a lot of people are like, "Really? His his tool was a gardening tool?" Like, well, if you really 
if you really know Japanese history, or at least not just ninja history, but martial arts history in general, like a lot of Japanese weapons were actually originally tools. Um, so I think Sai were, or were, were originally used to pick up uh, piles of hay. Um, the bow staff is obviously a giant walking uh, stick. Um, I think Tomfa were used to uh, like maybe dig into the ground. And the kunai was also used to dig into the ground. I could be mistaken on the Tomfa, but um, I love how I love that's the origin for... Um, for Hanzo, for Scorpion's a spear, not the weird CGI snake-like creature in the 1995 movie. So I will give this movie props. You mean um, the you mean the the hand vagina? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Get over here. Um, um. So Hiroyuki Sonata as Scorpion was excellent for like 10 minutes because he's only in this movie for maybe. 10 minutes at a time. Yeah. He's only in this movie for a total of 10 minutes, which is really sad because yeah. as Jeff mentioned, they, and I actually had this conversation with someone else. They really did do the Godzilla 2014 thing where they focused on the wrong character and they instead focused on Cole young. Now again, no disrespect to Lewis tan whatsoever. I thought he did fine with I mean, what he had. I've, it's I've, just... I've never seen the guy in anything else. So I'm, I'm not doubting his capabilities as martial artist or as an actor, but it's just that as a he, leading he, character, he, he, yeah. he's, he's given the most, he's given the most generic, generic storyline. Like, Oh my God, I got to protect my family. I don't give a shit about your family. By the way, how old is his daughter? Cause I'm pretty sure like he's old enough to be her brother. Oh God, yeah. Uh, I don't even know, man. It's uh, I mean, and again, I, I just, I don't know why they invented this brand new character, uh, especially you know, because obviously they're they're they were trying to squeeze as many other character, uh, as many back, as many characters from the game, as many characters as, 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 they, as, as they could in into this movie without it making making it feel like a complete clusterfuck. Uh, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the whole, I mean, I'm not a big Resident Evil person, but it kind of reminds me of how when they did those series of movies, instead of relying on any of the other popular main characters, they created a new character for the movie series. And that was Mila Jovovich's Alice. And I'm still like, when you watch those movies and then play the games, you can definitely tell like there's definitely uh an odd choice of direction for why they went the action route for those movies and odd choice of to... direction from Paul W S Anderson. Color me. Hey, fucking he shot. he gave us he gave us the 1995 movie. So shut up. He gave us Event Horizon. Event Horizon. Yes, that awesome. too. That too. So he gave us at least two gems, and then he gave us a shit series. But my point is, is he has given us some good things in the past. But 20, 25 um, years ago, <laughs> whatever. It's it still holds up. Shut up. <laughs> Oh no, um, I love the first Mortal Kombat movie, but yeah, I know, like, admit it, but like, Paul W.S. Anderson has not made a good movie since the 90s. I would say it's since at least her Event Horizon. Um, so the 90s. I know, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like Jeff said, you know, everyone is doing their best with their roles. They're all giving pretty good performances. I do like the characters. It's just some are given more development than, other, than others, like I previously said. Um, uh, also, Jessica... I Mick, oh, oh, McNami, Mick, right, go ahead. McNami as is it McNami as uh Sonya Blade? I liked her. She was um she was kind yeah. of a generic 
like a, she was like a generic kind of like a special forces officer who's just trying to prove herself. She's not one of the chosen champions, but um, oh yeah, that's another thing we should discuss. But I, I what were going to say, I, Jeff? I did actually like um, uh, like the little bond she had with uh, with Jax, and I do like how you actually get to see Jax, you know, get his arms rip, ripped off and. Uh, and having him, uh, you know, adjust to the to the new to his new arms uh, that the, mm. that you uh, that you see in the game. So it's like there's there's little elements of things that I I like, but it's it's just it's not enough for me personally. Mm. Um, but I I will say, uh, is it strange to say that I was I was fascinated by how fucking ripped Ludi Lin got for this movie? Oh yeah. Uh, he got Bruce Lee ripped for this movie. By the way, so oh my god, um, <laughs> I, was, I, I was in disbelief. Like I was just like, dude, are are those like prosthetics, <laughs> or are you just in inhumanely jacked? I, it's funny. There's this. Uh, I follow this one person on Instagram who's who is. Um, she was. She wasn't like a. She was not. In, she was not a fan of uh, Ludi Lin's Liu Kang, and then she saw that image of him like all muscled up and shit and she's like now i'm thirsty <laughs> exactly yeah so, my, I, by the way what were you sorry what are you gonna say I, I was gonna say my uh my girlfriend already had a had a major crush on him after seeing him in power rangers and now i'm hesitant <laughs> to, to show her this movie so i mean speaking so speaking of ludy lynn um i mean you had said in the past that you had thought his casting was pretty spot on so i'm yeah no like i was curious i was curious how you felt about him in this movie I didn't feel anything because he he did jack shit in this movie. But I mean, how did you? I mean, like, how did you feel about him? I mean, I'll give you. I'll get. Oh, here, let me put it this much. He is he is the monk. He is the Shaolin warrior monk that I recall from the game. It's just he's not given that much material. But not at all. From what you saw, but what from what you saw though, did you yeah, like I mean, him? Like, as like from from what I from what I saw, like it it looks like you know he he did about what what I was expecting. I I just wish he he had more to do because I I think Ludwig mm-hmm. Lin is is an awesome actor and, and a and a really cool dude. Uh, I just wish that I just wish that he was given a more prominent role. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if anything, I would say, why not make, make him the lead, you know, instead of this Cole young dude, uh, you know, like I, I know you'd be kind of repeating the 1995 movie, but I don't know, man. <laughs> well, there, well, there's, uh, there's a good point. Cole you brought. Young? Who wanted, who wanted this? <laughs> well, there, there's a good point. Well, that leads to the point that I think is, is a good point is, um, you could have easily done a different character for this movie. I was thinking that maybe he was, I mean, there was all these different theories about who Cole Young was like, was he Johnny Cage? Was he the son of, was he like the son of Scorpion? Was he some, was he related to Scorpion in some way? Was he, was he actually Kwai Liang, the younger brother of Sub-Zero? And it turned out, no, he was just an original character created for this movie. So it's it's kind of it's I find it odd that they went with this choice. I wish it was a different main character from the game. I mean, well, I would have well, taken well, plus like I, I would have taken um, Johnny Cage. Yeah, Johnny Cage would have been a great lead ab- for this movie. Absolutely. Well, plus my uh, like the reason I'm being extra extra harsh on on Cole Young as a character is that it's possible that this is going to be our central protagonist for this potential trilogy. And if I, if we go through this whole first installment and I don't give a fuck about him, 
it's going to be really hard for me to give a shit in the next movie and the movie after that because he's mm-hmm. already because you know you're supposed to lay the groundwork for uh for your central protagonist especially if it's a, if it's an overarching narrative in uh you know over the course of of three movies it, it'd be like if if you watch the original star wars trilogy and you didn't care about luke skywalker why would you care about him by the time he got to return of the jedi hmm. yeah i i that i'd be curious to see if they do do a sequel which it sounds like it's gonna happen like how would they improve on the character to at least make us yeah no like like well i, I feel there, like there, there's definitely room for improvement and i want them I want these movies to be good. I really do. And I hope that I, I really hope that they, they get more money. They get better writers and preferably a new director. And hopefully that they, they can steer this into the right direction to where I can actually have a lot more fun with this movie. But mm-hmm. it's right now it's, it, it's really rough around the edges. If I was a more dedicated fan of this franchise, I could see myself enjoying it a little bit more being a little, it's like, uh, I kind of see it as, uh, as my view on Godzilla King of the monsters, for example, a majority of people don't like that movie, but I give it a pass because I, I, I fucking love Godzilla and I see all the, all the subtle little, uh, tributes and nods that they give to all the, all the, you know, past uh, past characters and uh, creatures and little touches like that that amplify my enjoyment and i feel the same applies to this movie and uh you know for for uh for people that are fans of mortal Kombat, so i get why people are uh are being more positively receptive to this movie i'm just not in that camp well i mean which is fair i mean i guess i would be in that camp of like well, then again, I'm a Mortal Kombat fan, and even I had criticisms for a lot of this thing. So I'd say I'm in like, I'm in the middle. It's again, I liked it, but I wanted to love it, and because right. there are just there are too many things that I had criticisms about. And um, one of the non criticisms I had, though, let's 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 just talk about him for a sec. Let's talk about Josh Lawson as Kano because the I think he, every time the he's savior on screen, of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like for probably if if Josh Lawson's Kano was not so fucking awesome, I I would have been so much harsher on this movie. But every moment this gentleman is on screen, I was laughing. I God bless you, Kano. Please, please be back. And please be back in the second movie. I will. Well, the way he, the way they, uh, so Kano died. Oh. oh so the way Kano dies, he gets his bullshit. eye pierced by Sonya Blade, but it could lead to the possible explanation. So here's a thing I wanted. Here's another. Here's one of my other criticisms I want to get into. Right. Um, the use of what's called Arcana, or AKA uh, Chi in this movie. So apparently um, the way that a champion is chosen for the Mortal Kombat tournament is that you have to have been born with a dragon tattoo. Anyone remember those dumb tattoos from Annihilation? Yeah, the moment they brought that up, I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. You're taking inspiration from Annihilation? <laughs> so, so Luke... I was about to say Luke... Well, yeah, Luke Kane does definitely has it, but... So, 
Cole Young is born with this tattoo. Jax has his tattoo. Um, Kung Lao has his tattoo. By the way, Kung Lao, uh, horribly underrated. Um, well, he he's a he's a good character. It's just they did him fucking dirty in this movie. I um, I, I will say like uh, like I'm, I'm sorry. Like if uh, if I don't bring it up now, I'm not gonna be able to bring it up later. I don't understand why, uh, uh, especially Cole Young, how how he says, "Oh yeah, this perfectly circular tattoo with a dragon on it." Oh, it's a birthmark. That's not a birthmark. I, That's so no. weird. If that looks like he if looks I had like that on branded. my body, if I had that on my body, I would just think, "Oh yeah, some asshole branded me when I was a baby." <laughs> I, I agree. I, I'm like, yeah, that is odd. Like, th- don't call it a birthmark. That's no, because even Jax has it. For God's sakes, like, exactly. You think he went through? You think he went through life saying, "Oh, it's a, it's a birthmark." I don't fucking think so. I mean, um, I mean, if anything, like the only, the only way I would say, like, it would, uh, I mean, the only benefit to having that would be like, would be like using it to to pick up women or something at at bars. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, baby, check out my scar. <laughs> Yeah, it's a what dra- the fuck? <laughs> it's a dragon. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, anyways, going back to Arcana or Arcana, I don't, I don't know how the fuck you pronounce it, but essentially, um, Arcana is used to explain the character's abilities. Now, it's a good way to, to explain some of the character's abilities. It could work for Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and Cole Young. Um, you could also alternatively say that. Lord Raiden somehow Lord Raiden uh, trained Liu Kang and Kung Lao to utilize their chi into into creating their own unique movesets. And the same could be said for Cole Young. However, having Jax, Kano, and Sonya develop their special abilities this way defeats the point of them because they are completely fishes out of water. They're not used to this sort of world like Kano has a giant cybernetic eye that shoots out lasers. He is not suddenly just get pissed off and he shoots his laser eye. Uh, I'm sorry about Jax's uh, arms, but like he should have gotten his arms better built instead of like trying to lift up a rock. And all of a sudden his arms just become better fucking arms. Exactly. They They do. By the way, they do actually do get Jax right in the sense of like, I do like how, they explain how his arms come off. So like in the original games, like, and so there are like two timelines, the original timeline, Jax actually still has his arms, but what he does is he just has these metal giant arms that he can slide onto his original arms as just, uh, augments in the reboot, the teleconnect, the telekinetic ninjas, Ermac, who has like a shit ton of souls in him, rips Jax's arms off. And that, that's how he gets his uh, metal arms. I, I do like how they go with, kind of a similar version where it's Sub-Zero who rips off, who freezes and rips off um, Jax's arms. I thought that was um, awesome. I, I will say. It was pretty fucking, that was pretty fucking brutal. Uh, brutality. See, I said one of the great lines from Mortal Kombat here. And then Sonya Blade. Do you know how she gets her uh, purple ring lasers? Through uh, specialized uh, gauntlet gloves that she wears. She does not kill fucking Kano, get his dragon mark or whatnot and uh shoots fucking purple lasers to kill melina by the way uh no one gives a shit about melina in this movie i mean she has her abilities she no one gives a shit i don't even remember who that is (laughs) exactly no one gives a shit she's the one who has like has like fucked up teeth oh size we can teleport is she the one that flies (laughs) 
No, that's Natara. She's the one who gets uh, buzzsawed by uh, Kung Lao. Oh, yeah, was, yeah. So, yeah. Immediately, so a, immediately oh, yeah, so, a pretty great fatality in my part. So, so, uh, so since we're now in spoilers, that's the kill f- that was uh, completely <laughs> that was in from, Freaky from, 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 the, from the movie Freaky. <laughs> like the exact, yeah, it actually was, uh, uh, and Freaky did it better because, because it was Alan Ruck. Cameron prepares people to say off they got buzzsawed in half. It was fantastic. And actually, like uh in that in that movie, it was a practical dummy that they got sliced in half. So uh, it looked okay. a lot more convincing. And, and and again, it's like, yeah, you're giving us more violence, but it, it's it's all fucking CG and CG blood just doesn't sell it, man. CG blood mm-hmm. sucks. I hate it when they use it in horror movies. Uh, I mean, I would say it's arguably worse when it's used in horror movies because that that just feels like a cheap shortcut. But in something like Mortal Kombat, I want buckets of blood, not buckets of pixels. <laughs> yeah, there's surprisingly, I mean, f- for a violent, for a Mortal Kombat movie, there's not a lot of blood in this. Surprisingly. No, not at all. Like I, I've seen some reviews that that say, "Oh, the it totally delivered on on the violence. It was just as I mean, crazy, it, does, it was just as crazy as I predicted." Like, no, it fucking wasn't. Well, it does devi- it does deliver on the violence, but it's like you said, Jeff. It's, it's, it's like it's yeah, it's like, very. Like it's it doesn't bored, pack the punch. It doesn't pack the punch that it's supposed to deliver. No, exactly. Like, like, yeah, you you have violence, but you don't do anything creative or cool with it. Mm-hmm. And especially because it's fucking Mortal Kombat. I, I like I said earlier, I want the most over the top, bad shit, crazy kills. And I didn't get that. And and I I felt like the the basic things that I wanted out of a Mortal Kombat movie. I wanted uh like I wanted badass characters, which I got a couple. I wanted a cool fucking tournament. I didn't get it. And I wanted over-the-top crazy awesome violence. Didn't really get that. So that's yeah, this movie kind of sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, it, and it's and it's no, it's and it's a shame too because you it, it, like there's a lot of potential in here. It's just exactly. unfortunately the script does the script doesn't work. The violence is again, yeah, the violence isn't there. Uh, I mean, it's there, but it doesn't pack the punch that you want it to. Again, another thing, my my other big problem again, as I said, there's a lot of great story and lore in Mortal Kombat, but because of the r rating it's also its biggest flaw because they because they go they they basically go the gore over the lore route as jeremy johns put it in his review but even then the violence isn't that all impressive which is pretty pretty sad to say um but it's not to say there are some pretty great moments again of course but um okay so another thing i oh sorry go ahead Another thing, there is one like fun Easter egg I wanted to mention. It's like, so when Kano's trying to figure out how to do his, do his, uh, when he's trying to learn how to harness his chi, I'm not saying Arcana, that's fucking stupid, but like Liu Kang sweeps him, like sweeps his leg and then sweeps his leg and then sweeps his leg. It's a total, it's a total, um, <laughs> reference to like how newbies would just go for that one move over and over and over again. And it would really frustrate people, but, hey, um, that- I mean, like a few times I played Mortal Kombat, that was my only strategy. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I felt represented. 
So what, what were you, you going to say? Uh, so I will say uh, if uh, if this so at the very end of the movie, they they tease Johnny Cage. But if this movie doesn't get a sequel, then it's going to be as just as big, big as uh, just as big of a dick tease as Power Rangers 2017 teasing to- Tommy Oliver. Um. Yeah, it definitely. You know what? I definitely got a lot of those vibes watching this movie because like, I mean, Power Rangers 2017 is actually a competent movie. It's actually, it's also, yeah, it's an, un, it's kind of an underrated, I wouldn't say a masterpiece, but it's an underrated no. gem of a movie. Oh, it definitely Whereas is. Whereas like this one, this one might be heading the same route, but I feel like instead, if, if they keep, if it keeps up, it seems like this one's getting a sequel, which it looks like it, it definitely is. But it just reminds me that we had a good Power Rangers movie and it's not getting a fucking sequel. And uh, remind me that we still need to bring Josh in for that one. We will. We absolutely will. What's up, Josh? So there, so doing? there's one. <laughs> so in terms of i will say one of the things i really enjoyed i'm really glad they nailed right and i mentioned it earlier the scorpion and the sub-zero rivalry now it's not it should have been the giant forefront it should have been at the forefront of this movie but for the amount of time that these characters are on screen they definitely are some of the best moments and some of the best characters on in the film so Joe Taslim as as Sub Zero, um, brilliant, uh, great casting. I love how menacing he was in the first, like within the first seven minutes, and how he was just how he was just toying with uh, Hanzo Asashi's wife and his son, yeah. and how oh, man. how menacing that, that, he that was. Shit was intense, and like basically how like even though he takes he definitely takes damage uh, during their fight. Um, he, the way he just kills Scorpion is, or Hanzo is just brutal it's, and it's antagonizing. Yeah. Devastating. And he's just toying with him at the same time too. And so, which leads into my second favorite fight in the movie. And I'm pretty sure Jeff may not feel the same way, but so, but I guess before we get there though, so like for all the fights in the movie, I feel there are only two that were edited pretty competently and, kept the attention going and actually showed the fight and both fights include scorpion and sub-zero so i do think that the final fight i didn't i didn't mind the final fight as much it it was uh i would say like my i would say the worst fight by far was just the the cobbled mess of it was like uh like between sonya and kano and Liu kang and whoever the fuck versus when they were all like cobbled up and what? Yeah, like, like it was just like a back to back montage, and mm-hmm. and because again at this point I was still waiting for the actual tournament to kick in, and then when I when this montage was going on, I checked to see how much time was left in the movie, and it's like oh, there's 15 minutes left. Oh, fuck off, movie. <laughs> Here's another complaint I have. So like Jax fights Raiko, um over the flesh pits. Instead, he we do see Jax perform his hand clap fatality on the Raiko, but there was definitely a missed opportunity because the flesh pits is if anyone knows is a fatality itself because you can perform a certain input and then you can just punt uppercut your opponent onto the ground below and you're just impaled by spikes and that is a stage fatality fucking missed opportunity with that one like what the fuck i guess they want to show jack's fatality instead 
I and I will say, uh, being that it took us this long to even bring him up shows how underwhelming he really is. Mm-hmm. Goro, Goro sucked. He was so Goro he, he was, was one of the. He was a big dumb CGI monster, and mm-hmm. he he was more of a thug in this movie he than ju- he was. He just in shows the up one. like like the Goro in the '95 movie. You know what? Like, wasn't the greatest, but at least that was a big fucking animatronic made like an actual physical thing to perform in front of the camera. So at least there's it's a, he's at least interesting to look and marvel at. Like, damn, people built that by hand and created that, and for the most part, it looks pretty good. But you know, in this, it, it looks like they just ripped it from like they just ripped one of the uh, they just ripped some files from the fucking Warcraft movie. <laughs> I still haven't seen the Warcraft movies. So Neither I have I. 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 I'm amazed I was even able to reference that because that movie kind of fell off the face of the earth. Should we cover that? Actually, I'm kind of curious about that. Movie. I've never played Warcraft, so I'm not. Uh, well, neither have I. So this will be interesting. To, okay, this then, will be interesting. Then yeah, we'll we'll probably sound like dipshits talking about that movie. So <laughs> so absolutely, we have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to but going back to the Scorpion Sub Zero fights. So yeah. It's it's odd that everyone gets like odd fights. I will say though, going one other fatality I thought was great was seeing uh, Kano perform his uh, fucking heart rip out fatality on. They call him Sizoff, but it's fucking reptile. It's reptile from the game. By the way, this reptile was a better CGI reptile than the 1995 movie. Well, but yeah, even was, then that's not well, saying. Well, that was like even that's that almost thirty years ago. Well, yeah, but the, still, that's not saying much. But I just love after he rips out. Rips out the it looks heart. like the legendary like, Godzilla. <laughs> I was just going to say, he rips out the heart and he's like, kind of wins. You fucking beauty. <laughs> I, I, love I fucking love those lines he gives. <laughs> and honestly, like, I, I think the only only reason I would watch this movie again is to see Kano because I can't stress it enough. Kano is wonderful. <laughs> I don't think he actually. So even though. Even though uh, Sonya kills him, I wonder if they do bring him back for the second movie, he actually will get his cybernetic eye. Like he's he's brought back to life with cybernetics. Well, the, and the that's fact, how he gets his proper they, laser eye. The fact they didn't in this movie is bullshit. Again, I hate how they use the Arcana, the chain, the chi uh, form, the chi uh, explanation for those three characters. The fish is out of water. For their abilities, because that's complete bullshit. Because, it, because it, by by doing that, you take away some of the most important essences from those characters. Again, fishes out of water; they rely on technology instead of energy or whatnot. This, I mean, this movie is what I would call cinematic dick teasing, where it's it lay it it gives you hints of what of what's to come, which is the stuff you actually expected to see like oh you, and they're just like dangling that sequel in front of us oh you, you want the tournament you want you want kano to have his eye you want the real mortal Kombat movie well you better go see this one so that we can make that one you want it don't you get it you know you fucking want it it uh. it it, uh, it it felt and i don't know if they had to construct it this way because of because I, this movie didn't have a very big budget. Uh, I think only like 50- it's only fifty-five million. Yeah, so I mean, it's 
So I mean, it'll definitely make it, its money back. Uh, you know, even like because I don't think even Power Rangers made its money back. No, n- not at all. Because uh, it, uh, well, because uh, you know, the best way to, to determine a movie's uh, financial performance is you know take the budget and double it to account for marketing and inner like uh, international trade and and all that shit. Uh, so if this movie, I would say if it makes like. 200 million or so worldwide then i would say that's that that's a safe bet we're getting a sequel especially for an r-rated movie in do you think it's gonna make 200 million i don't know i i haven't been tracking the numbers so i like i heard it's doing well but i i just i don't know the exact figures um hmm. i mean i don't know if this has been released in international markets uh so but i mean i can see this performing well in china and japan so yeah it's possible it's possible but you know the most important market is still the u.s i feel like but it is what it is here in the u.s given that we're still in a pandemic and all but i want to go back to i want to go back to talking about the last fight because that is the again aside from the first scorpion and sub-zero fight in the beginning this is the second best fight in the movie even if cole um is 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 in this fight this is also the only fight i gave a shit that cole is in because it's sub-zero and well it's sub-zero like basically he hands him his own ass um you cole has learned at this point that like he is the he is the descendant of hanzo asashi one of earth's greatest warriors and one of its greatest ninjas so he gets so he gets his hand on the blade of hanzo and apparently that releases uh scorpion from the nether realm which is essentially mortal kombat's version of hell but the way he's introduced so it's like he that, gets his that hand- fucking line uh like what was it like uh like i like uh I broke, I broke out of hell, hell to to get to you or something like shit that was cool this isn't really it's not really a nitpick but i was just like i was surprised to hear so another nitpick i have uh real quickly is that the way scorpion says get over here in this movie the trailer did it better the trailer did it better but it, it kind of reminded me of uh uh do you remember that uh do you remember the indiana jones and uh kingdom of the crystal skull trailer where uh we're uh mutt williams is just uh is uh you know he he uh i can't talk right now where he <laughs> he yells at uh at indy like you're a teacher and part-time uh, part part-time but then in the movie like you're a teacher part-time <laughs> like, f- i heard it better use that one <laughs> yeah like I, I definitely agree in the in the trailer that uh that, that was it was delivered much better how did you feel? So in in the movie, so in the original games, obviously Hanzo does speak English, but I I, I was surprised to hear that he only says in, he only speaks English for the get over here line, and then the rest of the movie he speaks Japanese. And the thing is, like Hiroyuki Sonata can speak English. I've heard him speak English multiple times in different movies. Um, because and, mem- member berries. <laughs> but okay, I know I know you haven't said I I know I've said much about Scorpion. How do you actually feel about Scorpion and? in this movie same with sub-zero too i know he's not in this movie for very long but for the amount of time he's on screen did you like scorpion well i mean my biggest complaint with the movie is that they were not the central focus because mm-hmm. i was complete i was a hundred percent on board during that opening scene because i i didn't watch it on uh on youtube when they uh when they debuted that uh neither did i neither did i and so when it was playing out and it felt so grounded and raw and disturbing and it it's almost like a separate movie compared to the rest of this exactly and it's 
it it actually got to me emotionally like oh damn like i i actually felt i i felt something and i i was i was intrigued but then it the movie just quickly went downhill and uh i was kind of i'm not it's gonna almost lie. like uh, I, was, I was, what were you gonna say i was just gonna say like i'm not gonna lie like when uh by the time they were doing those uh the the back-to-back editing nightmare uh fighting uh i was checking to see how much the movie was left because i'm like all right i'm i'm getting kind of bored uh but mm-hmm. the moment but the moment you know sub-zero and scorpion start fighting again like okay like it's picking back up a little bit but yeah they were they were the only characters that i fundamentally cared about because it felt like that there was uh there was good context uh you know behind uh behind their fight and rivalry and uh yeah Godzilla 2014 syndrome you focus on the wrong damn character well going back to going back to the, the at least the backstory i found it interesting that they just kept it that Bihan just killed uh, Sub-Zero just be- I mean same care <laughs> god damn it eric i i found it surprising that they kept Bihan is just the one who kills Scorpion just because, you know, rival clans. In the original story, the sorcerer Quan Chi was hired by, um, I think, the Lin Kuei themselves to kill Sub-Zero. I mean, Scorpion. God damn it. Well, he actually does kill Sub-Zero uh, through Scorpion. But the point is, he basically frames the frames one another so that they can kill each other and um, evilness, I guess. But... And I play the games and I should know this. But the point is, is I like they, they don't throw them in there just so it keeps it. It keeps it that they're rivals. And I do like that they keep Bihan. Well, Bihan in the original games was more of an anti villain. But here I like that they make him a straight up villain because he is, again, very menacing, very, again, no pun intended, chilling as a villain. And, uh, and I mean, it's and- odd that. Oh, sorry. What are you gonna say? Uh, no, no, no. What are you gonna say? Yeah, no. I was gonna say like the only fundamental improvement that I felt uh, from the '95 movie was Scorpion and Sub Zero because obviously they, I mean, aside from that, uh, from that kick-ass uh, Scorpion and Johnny Cage fight, you know, they they didn't do shit, and so mm-hmm. that so that that always felt like wasted potential. So I felt like all their like uh, all their best efforts were getting Scorpion and Sub Zero right, but. And they delivered. Yeah. Admittedly. I just wish they put that same amount of effort into everything else around into the rest movie. of the movie. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's a fair point though, because again, genuinely, genuinely speaking, like it's genuinely, I do feel like, um, the two fights are the best edited, the best, uh, shots and the best choreographed. Yeah. Um, especially that second last fight or that's that their, their second fight because, uh, I love how it opens with uh, Scorpion. Well, obviously Cole gets his ass kicked, and then like the moment, oh no, the moment, not uh, Cole! <laughs> the moment Sub Zero is about to kill Cole, you see that fucking chain, this the the chain spear, like it like pierce his arm. He's like, oh, and then you just hear that. You see that reveal. It pans over, and there's Scorpion, and he goes, "Get over here!" Rips him up, like pulls him over. And he's like, even though he says in Japanese, like, I have risen from hell to kill you. And he has this epic throwdown with him. It, it's incredible. I Again, I love how it's edited and it's shot. I love the, by the way, I in the original Mortal Kombat movie, they basically look the same. They just have different color, <laughs> covered like tunics or whatnot. 
but here in the game here in the movie they completely look different from each other and i love how they made sub-zero more akin to his like chinese roots and uh scorpion looks like a armored ninja like an almost like a samurai almost but um obviously there's a different moveset um Hiryu Kisanada is trained in Kenjutsu, so he definitely has more of a Japanese sword-based uh, swordsmanship behind him. And obviously, he has some more Japanese martial arts techniques behind him. Uh, Joe Taslim, even though his main martial art is uh, Judo, he actually had some training in Wushu, so like he actually can pull off those moves. So, um, again, I the fight is great. I, I love it. I love how, like, <laughs> I actually really like the move... Aside from the trailer shot where like he slices Scorpion, like Sub Zero freezes the blood and then he just like stabs him with it and throws him into a wall of ice. But I like the move where like Scorpion like uh, shoves his sword, shoves his katana down into the ground and like does this like this grappling move and just throws him into the sword, like throws him in the sword and then he uses his spear to bring the sword back to him in this night in this really cool, awesome move. And uh, I, I just like, and I love how he kills Sub-Zero in the end and is straight. It is ripped straight from the game. So in the original, in the original movie, um, when Scorpion like uh, tries to kill Johnny Cage, he does rip off his mask to reveal his uh, skull face, which is called Inferno Scorpion. And then he just breathes fire. So here he just removes his mask and you see his face uh, like burn away and it, and it breathes and he breathes fire. Um, which is they so it's still very similar to Scorp- Scorpion's actual fatality, and also um, at one point uh, Sub Zero rips off his armor and it's all black and it reminds me it's a nice little nod to how uh, Sub Zero older B the older Sub Zero Bihan will become the the Spectre known as Noob Saibot, the complete black ninja who is whose powers are based in uh, I think Tar if I'm not mistaken and Shadows so. Um, I like I like that little nod there, but yeah, it's by far after aside from the first Scorpion and Sub Zero fight, this is the second best fight in the movie, and I'm glad I'm glad that for all the weak fights we had to get to, I'm glad we ended it on this fight. And uh, one last thing I I have to ask you about, uh, yeah, what did you think of the the new uh, like the updated Mortal Kombat theme? We did. I think you and I did talk about this at some point because, briefly, um, yeah, briefly, yeah. Because I so they did update Techno Syndrome. Um, I I would still prefer listening to the original Techno Syndrome, but I mean, this was fine too. I, I get it. They're trying to update it for the more modern crowd. It's electronic. It's dubstep. But that's why. Um, that's, as why for, that's why it sounds like shit. <laughs> I was gonna say that. As for Jeff, on the other hand, I know you were not See, a big fan because because the uh, the original theme. Every time I hear it, and and again, I have no personal attachment to Mortal Kombat, but every time I heard that theme, I got fucking amped. I wanted to instantly just pick a fight with a random person and just fucking go at it. It's uh, it's just it's it's such a kick ass theme. And you mean this one? Oh God, no! No, the original. And we got copyright struck. <laughs> yes, that one, that glorious, glorious theme. And oh yeah, no, yeah, for real, we're gonna get copyright struck. 
<laughs> well, I mean, now, uh, well, now I'm amped, so now I want to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> uh, but and but, so, uh, so this I, is a really this is a that is that. So, but yeah, that is the best fight in the movie movie. And of course, yeah, the theme is the theme itself is it's fine. I, I don't really have any major complaints, but I don't I don't hate it, but it's not something I would listen to every day. Instead, I would listen to what we just played and that will get us copyright claimed, <laughs> but fuck it. It's a great theme and it reminds me of my childhood and uh, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Shit's great. Chano, uh, in this- Liu Kang, Raiden, Johnny, Johnny Cage, Cage, Scorpion, Scorpion Sub-Zero. Hero. Sonya. Mortal Kombat! And even, even when okay. it plays when it plays in the movie, I get fucking mm-hmm. amped. By the way, so there's one other criticism I, f- I forgot to mention. Um, yeah. Tato Nobu Asano is Lord Raiden. I, I, like, I like him, but let's be honest. We all know who the best Raiden is. It's fucking Christopher Lambert, exactly. the Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I never, I never, I'd never expected this to be the case, but this movie, this new movie made me love the 95 movie even more because I like uh, when, when I first saw it, I thought, all right, this is this is pretty fucking entertaining. But I'm I, I think that the, the new one will be will be like able to at least nudge out a little bit. I was wrong. Nope, the, Mad, nope, the 95 movie just got even better. better. <laughs> and another, another thing I want to mention too, a severe lack or a severe uh, lack of Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa's Shang Tsung. Exactly. No offense, it, no offense it, to Chin Han because I do like him. It's just... Yeah, no. Chin, 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 Chin Han, just, I, I know he's a good actor, but God, he... The, when you just compare it, because... Everyone was going to inevitably compare it to the 95 movie. This movie, it lacks the fun. And in uh because in that uh in that first movie, you felt like there was a legitimate uh camaraderie between all mm-hmm. the characters. Like that was an actual It's kind of forced in this movie too, isn't it's it? It's so forced. Because in the when I watched the original movie, I I immediately have the image of Johnny Cage, Luke Kang, Sonya, and Raiden, like all getting ready to to go into battle in this one i just i just think of a giant blender of characters i don't give a shit about and Mm -hmm. and again like the the first mortal Kombat movie you know it's yeah the the pg-13 rating is kind of sucks and and again it's not a very it's not a good movie but in terms of entertainment value and if well if i had a choice of which one i would want to watch you're going to watch this one. I mean, the original one. Exactly. I mean, I'm. I really can't believe I'm saying this, but I would probably even choose Annihilation because I love it. I okay, what? hear me. Hear me out. No, I, what? I, you better on, defend yourself on, for this. On, hang on. <laughs> I laughed my fucking ass off at Annihilation because I was in sheer disbelief. About everything i was seeing and it kind of made it interesting in a weird way it's still one of the worst movies i've ever seen but it's entertaining 
by how terrible it is, at least. So I have to give it that. This one, I was entertained for probably 15 minutes. At best. And in terms of... Because again, like and like I said earlier, I'm not motivated to really watch this again. Aside from like a, a few highlighted clips. And again, I, but that's not going to entice me to watch the whole movie all over again. I'll watch... I'll watch clips and admire the good moments, but I would still say it's, it's, it's the second best mortal Kombat movie, but in terms of what I would, if you told me right now, like you have to watch all the mortal Kombat movies right now, what, uh, in, in, uh, order of entertainment value. Yeah. I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I would, I would say mortal Kombat, then Annihilation, and then this. Ah, uh, okay. I I wouldn't. I would not go in that order. But I really, you know, it's. I really well, hold on. I really didn't like this movie. <laughs> well, okay. Before I before I go any further, did you know about Scorpion's Revenge? Uh, that's an animated movie, right? Yeah, it's an animated movie. It's probably if <laughs> I'm thinking if you if you want to watch a Mortal Kombat movie that you think is the movie that you wanted, watch that one. I heard that Joel McHale is in that, and I I'm he a, is. I'm, I think he's. I think he's Johnny Cage in that movie. See, I'm a big Community fan, so that that has me intrigued. And and I, I will say, I never knew that Joel McHale was uh was the bank teller in Spider Man Two that that rejects uh the uh the the loan to uh like right before the uh the bank fight kicks off between Spider Man and Doc Ock. Aunt May. <laughs> That's Joel McHale. Uh. And you know that, uh, you know that, uh, you know that's Emily Deschanel as the one who's like, as the one who tells Peter, he's like, I'm not paying for those pizzas. You're late. I'm not, yeah, paying, late. I'm not paying for those pizzas. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, what was the show she was on? Bones. Yeah, I, I always had a crush on her, but I, I just never watched Bones. Um, you know her sister Zoe Deschanel, right? Who's in Five Hundred Days of Summer? Oh, Zoe. <laughs> so while jeff is gushing over that um overall our final thoughts are jeff not a fan me i liked it but i wanted to love it um it's so overall it's pretty mixed here for us um good moments that are just you know spread way too far apart by some dull moments good performances but some overshadowed than others um fight scenes that should have been better and violence and gore that really should have packed more of a punch. But, um, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I'm surprised by some other people saying I was surprised actually, I, cause I watched James Rolls review and he actually liked it, but he did acknowledge it for what it was. So I was like, huh, I was surprised to hear that. But overall mortal Kombat 2021, not necessarily good, but not complete, not completely bad, at least for me. But as Jeff's, as you've heard, Jeff, not so much. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, yeah, if, if someone said that this is one of the better video game movies made, I wouldn't necessarily argue, uh, but it's just that it could have been so much better. Yeah, no, exactly. Like I, I thought this was going to be the one and Mm -hmm. I, I wanted it to be like, I, even though like I'm not a fan of the franchise, I was rooting for this movie because I wanted it to be good. And 
I'm, I'm kind of glad I kept my expectations neutral because if, if I got excited, I feel I would have been royally pissed off. And mm. it, it, I would argue I'm, I'm actually still kind of pissed off <laughs> and I'm not even a fan so of the I, franchise. So I guess before we, before we wrap this up, I guess my question is, what would you like to see in a sequel other than a, the tournament, maybe better, maybe some better, maybe besides from the tournament, um, would you like to see more of a, I, of a better un, violence factor and unless, hopefully they would do the story better. So unless you have something really mind blowing to make Cole young, a more engaging character, put him off to the fucking sideline and make Johnny cage your priority. I would say, well, I, I mean, I would love to see, jo- I mean, obviously Johnny Cage is happening, but you know, there's the question of who's going to play him. I've heard either it's the Miz from the WWE or I heard apparently people want Ryan Reynolds to play Johnny Cage. And I'm like, I'm not sure nah. I want Ryan Reynolds to play nah. Johnny Cage. Because no, then again, because then it would be, because then it would be Ryan Reynolds' movie. And I'm like, no, it's not supposed to be a Ryan Reynolds movie. It's supposed to be a Mortal Kombat movie. But uh, I don't know. I actually yeah, like, would like no, to see. I'm, I'm trying to think who I would cast, and I don't know. Actually, that's that's a pretty good. I mean, if if this if this was if this movie came out of the '90s, I would and uh, and the '95 movie never existed, and this was the first Mortal Kombat movie being made. I would say, fuck it, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, what? <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> Fuck that. Okay, no. Fuck that. I, I, I can't buy that. Um, I, I just can't. Actually, so actually, what I would like to see actually is they do they reverse it. You know how it's you know how it's um you know how it's Scorp you know how it's like Cole Young supposed to be the descendant of Scorpion. I would actually like to see maybe not the brother, maybe, but maybe the descendant of Sub Zero. So maybe it could be a mirror twist. So instead, because and histor and hopefully he'll be will be the heroic versions because historically speaking in Mortal Kombat, obviously Bihan's the villain, but his younger brother Kwai Liang is more on the side of good. So I would actually would like to see a good the the good version of Sub Zero show up, maybe as the second protagonist aside from Johnny Cage. Um, was it? So a, I, I'd be curious. So was what? it in Annihilation? Was it like uh, I don't remember? Was it uh, like the that was his brother? You killed my brother. Okay, bye. <laughs> Again, that was the only good fight in the entire fucking movie. You can fight me on that anytime you want. But alrighty, well, that's our Mortal Kombat episode for you. But um, I want to thank everyone for listening, of course, and uh, be sure to listen to the show on uh, Apple. Be sure to subscribe on Apple and uh, uh, Spotify. Jesus Christ! Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. What a great like comment on our videos there. Yep. <laughs> and of course, be sure to follow the Instagram page at TNAPCAST. That's T-N-A-A-P-C-A-S-T. And so, yeah, that's going to be it for this week. Um, we performed quite the fatality on that one, kind of. Not exactly a flawless uh, victory. Yeah, this uh, this movie was anything but a flawless victory. Yeah, which is a shame, but... Um, so I'm... Uh, I'm just... See, because I... I know I was harsh, but if the Uncharted movie is half the is like on this level of quality, oh man, you're gonna hear me get passionately angry. Mm. 
I look forward to the day when that happens. I um, fucking don't. So, <laughs> so from all of us here, this is Eric. Uh, this is Jeff. <laughs> Stay shiny, everyone. You have a good one. Next level. Next level. Next level.